Yeah. Yeah. If I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds or sip no serve. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. Welcome back, everybody. It's Tuesdays. First Tuesday after the 4th of July. Yes, indeedy. Did everyone have as much fun as us? Because we had a blast this weekend. It was a good time in the all-white. And, and, the drip. And, Gotta respect the drip. If you yes. guys don't know what we're talking about, head over to our TikTok. You would definitely see it. Um, oh, yeah. That was fun. Oh, it was fun. It was fun spamming George's phone with a bunch of um, barbecue. George, I never him the love. We love I, 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 I don't I hope, apologize I hope, for nothing. I hope you enjoyed that Whopper, man. I really do. Yo. <laughs> But let's give them a shout out because um also too we put in the description because uh George and Sam Sam's um and Annabelle 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 Arroyo's uh Kickstarter just went live today for Forbidden. The link is in the description. These guys are celebrating. This is for issue two for Forbidden that's up there. Also to um we have also to Johnny C's Kickstarter, which is going live. Go definitely in there so that this way you guys, again, could support these amazing comics that are on there, surrounded by death. So make sure that you guys really check that out there. Um, we got some announcements. So we're going to do some announcements. You guys ready for that? Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, this past Friday, new episode came out this past Friday featuring um, Jason Lennox. We were talking to Jason Lennox for the Nerds of the Round creative series. Definitely check that out. That is on the YouTube. It is on the podcast. It's on Spotify. Check it out. We talked to Jason Lennox. Um, upcoming event, uh, we wanted to give this shout out for all cosplayers out there. So mark this date down for CosplayCentral.com. They are doing um, a cosplay on the stage at 1045, 10, uh, 145, 645 on July 10th. So make sure you guys definitely do check that out um, for the cosplay and everything right there for all of our cosplay friends that are out there so i will now remove that that is a big shout out to them um next up on the agenda which is ibion con virtual show august 28th and 29th the show is free for um artists to for all creators to participate and for people to come they are vip level and packages you can use code get nerdy with it to get 10 percent off vip packages for creators and people who are also with want to attend the show so there will be some cool swag there but again the event is free for all to attend so save the date 28th 29th there are over 30 pounds nerds it around at night at 8 p.m on the 28th we'll be doing a drink and draw that night as well you saw our last drink and draw we're going to do it again there are going to be a lot of fun activities there's even a dd game another one he said another one um up next geeks out staten island september 4th in person we will be there in person hosting Yo. a panel in person you get to see us holy crap that's Wait, gonna we're, be so we're, wild we're hosting it that we're participating in the panel we are hosting it um anyway oh, it will be the nerds ah. around talking about podcasting you will see us live september 4th in person at ghost icon go to ghostcon.com september 5th they will be virtual for those who cannot make it in person you can go virtual on september 5th and finally he was on the show before we got to see him in a credit chat. Um, he hosts a great show. His con is coming back at CreditCon. Mike Lopez's credit con is coming back October 23rd, 24th at the Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall. Um, they've already got some great talent that has been announced. So make sure you're checking out his social media um, or go to the website right there at creditconhv.com. Um, so again, these are all awesome events for you guys. So we just like gave you the like down, gave you the showdown. Um, and yes, what up, Cheyenne? How are what you? Up, what up, what up, what up? 
All right, so we we are talking about Loki episode four. We have a great um, cast in the back of guests that are going to come out. The episode four. What's episode four, Tone? Seriously, you both guarding my spotlight right now. Let's let's get everyone on the show. Then we'll do we're, this. We're, okay, then we'll do we're, this. We're, okay. Listen, right I'm still hyped <laughs> off of the ribs, Yo, I, the, I the feed, chicken I, that you made, the I burgers, you, and then you trying to take my shine, man. Yo, like, come on, yo, yo. Hey, it, it's it's that white claw energy. That's what they you call had, it. So yeah, first yeah, up, one job. One job. Let's do it. So our oh, first man. um guess on the uh, so we just put her stuff in the description because I'm so happy to have this book in my hands because she is one of the creators behind this book. I want to give it up for the awesome, the one, the only Daphne Lage. Daphne. Welcome hey. to the show. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, How's it thank going? you. Thank you. Now, now the thing is though, just to give uh, everybody a heads up though. I uh, Sebastian when Sebastian invited me onto the show, I told him I was not watching Loki. <laughs> Oh, you just joined us. <laughs> you know, so um, so yeah, so I am here to uh, you know, I guess talk comics and to be that annoying aunt of yours that wants to watch a show with you, but it's gonna bother you every 30 seconds about who's that? Why are they oh, doing that? Who's that character? Uh, Why you know, what's the it. story? <laughs> By the end of the show, we're gonna get Daphne wanting to watch the show. That's right. <laughs> That's the goal. I, I, I hope I hope that Seabass told you what goes down because right. We are not oh. pulling punches. No, oh, no, yeah. that's fine. Oh. I, I, okay. yeah, I, I, I definitely got the one. reversed uh, right, cool. people. Like, because cool. cool. like I'm, I'm one of these people where it's like, yeah, you could tell me everything, but it's a completely different experience to watch it. So, you Absolutely. know, I, it's not, it's not that big of a deal for me, especially since people talk about spoilers online all the time too. So it's, I'm it's already spoiled the, the, the day of. But we, <laughs> yeah. we love to have you on the show oh, again, guys. Definitely also check out Daphne's links in the. So again, this is an amazing book. Um, just Thank to you. show you some inside artwork again, so you guys get the close up of it. Thank you. This is Thank phenomenal. You. Again, and I was just, I was like, ooh, got me a new toy. Um, next, he has been on the show. We have we we talked with WandaVision. We talked to him with um a creator series. He was telling us about his company and everything, what they were doing, his projects and all that. So you definitely want to give it up for this guy and go back to check out the later episode we did with yeah. him where we were doing the creator series and everything. I want to give it up for the yeah. one. And the only returning Chris Van Dyke. Hey, good to be back, guys. What's up? Thanks, back. Thanks for having welcome, me. Again. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, yeah, always, always a good time. I, I just, I just watched episodes two, three, and four today. Um, Ooh, I've been oh, really behind, real and then I got the message, which was like, "We're sending out the link at eight fifty tonight." I'm like, "Oh crap, I got three episodes to watch." So, I can talk about it. so but I, I, <laughs> well, managed, I managed to do it. All of us, you have managed yeah, to do it right yeah. there. And then next, um, we got to invade his show. And it was fun invading his show. Um, he oh, does yeah. a show on Twitch. He talks to some amazing people and everything. And um, it's just always fun around just to get to chat with this guy. Um, Law has been on his show. And um, we've done, he also came on our show last time. And it seems that there's a recurring parent as he's on the show when we talk about a fourth episode. Um, so I want to give it up for the one, the only, the mighty Pong. Ooh. Welcome back, sir. Uh, oh, hello. Once again from fabulous Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Yes. Yeah, we have that Vegas heat tonight with us. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Vegas heat with the uh, with the Miami humidity. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, oh, that feels so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The only thing we don't have uh, is the uh, is the same uh, sports teams as we were mentioning uh, last uh, yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> it is all good. So, Tone, 
Here is your spot. There yes. we go. Yes. There the we thing, go. The let's, thing. Let's, let, let, let things be where they are in place. So tonight we are to- talking episode four of Loki, the Nexus event. What happened? It's all a lie. It's fake. The timekeepers. It's all bullshit. It's Fugazi. Where is the Wizard of Oz? Where is Oz? Is it Kang the Conqueror? I believe it is. It was Agatha all along. (laughs) Maybe it was Agatha. (laughs) At the end of the day, no no punches will be pulled. We are a spoiler-filled show. As we always say, I don't got time for two shows to talk about the same goddamn thing. Let's do this. Tony Stark has died. Let's get to it. There you go. So, so we're talking about the Wolverine Spoilers. appearance at the end of the episode, right? See, Chris, Chris had the, the freshest take. He was like, remember, you gotta talk about that too. Yeah, yeah gotta talk about the Wolverine appearance. Hugh Jackman showed up at the last instant. Don't don't you know get that out there. Get that out. Get the rumor started. If you wanna get me to watch the show, that's what you do. <laughs> there we go. That that and have and and I think they missed a big opportunity not having Tilda Swinton play Lady Loki. I swear Ooh. to God, if they had Tilda Swinton play Lady Loki, I would have been glued to that TV set. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we give it up for the actress because like her yeah. IMDb, since she's taken on this part, and she was the most popular person on IMDb within the last week. Oh, and it just go. like skyrocketed. So good she, she yeah. oh, she's getting some traction. But um, there's an there's an interesting theory I want to I want to get your guys' heads on, um, get your guys' thoughts on. And I'm sharing the TikTok that in the links for those who check it out later. Um, there's an interesting theory that was posted by She Loves Marvel on her TikTok account, and the theory is that each episode of Loki is based on an Infinity Stone, and she's come to this theory that if you look at each episode. There is a different color shot in these episodes. Like last episode, ah. it was just all in purples. We did have one episode with them all, and it was like in the greens, and, and we see heavy colors in this ep- in these episodes. So I want to get your guys' theories on that. Um, let's go. We'll start with Chris. I know. Last time I was on the show, I was positing a giant theory that all the the entire MCU had been a fantasy the entire time inside of Wanda's head, and we were going to reintroduce the the mutants. So. Um, I don't know if the theories go very far. Um, I mean, I like it. Um, the show is definitely, uh, it's a character study of Loki. So the idea of sort of getting different aspects of him um, through the stones could be good. We've obviously seen the stones way back in episode one. Um, having just watched them today, I didn't notice the color thing, but um, I'll believe her. Sounds like a good theory. And Daphne, what do you think about that theory? about um, them? I, I think, no, I, I think that, that, these so far from what I've heard about all these shows, which I haven't seen. Um, I mean, it sounds like a feasible theory. I mean, it's like everything done on these shows are very deliberately chosen. Um, so I wouldn't put it past them. Although, although I, I thought you were going to talk about the self-cessed stuff. So it's like... Oh, I, I, we're going to get deep. That was the other theory, but uh, no, no, no. I, I, I think that, um, yeah, it, it could be it could be absolutely possible because it's like it seems like that's really like a theme along with all the super you know everybody in the Marvel universe goes to therapy. So <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's like yeah, they, they, this is a yeah, I'm sure that especially since people were expecting like a big reveal after the end of um Falcon and Winter Soldier and they kind of didn't get it. Um so Loki would have to be building up to something big. Because it's like, I don't know what series they have after Loki. This was supposed to be like, 
I guess, like their big trilogy? Because, yeah, is there any other show expected to come out after Loki? There's, yeah, um, what If is coming yeah, in this summer. If, oh, yeah, but I, I don't think, yeah, but I don't think, like, that's... And then I think uh, Hawkeye yeah. is the next live action. You yeah, but Hawkeye? I think Loki's going to be more of diving deep into um, the multiverse of madness and everything, because, again, we're right, getting these concepts yeah. and all that. You see, yeah, because that's, yeah, it, it's like, because, you know, Doctor Strange is my boy, so <laughs> it's like, that, that's, that I'm waiting for. Um, but yeah, I, I completely can run with this theory. Cause like I said, nothing that the showrunners do, I mean, everything that the showrunners do on these shows is extremely, extremely deliberate. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And I want to give a shout out to some people in the chat, Aurelis, she'll have a bizarre, um, theory at the, end of the show, like the rest of us, Pond ducked out. Um, because <laughs> he was coming next. Uh, Rich, it goes. It's because of Sebastian that I can't unsee the Al Pacino Scarface as the gangster Ricky Ricardo. You're welcome, Rich. Yes, yes, because he um, is. Yes. <laughs> Joe probably just drastically different looks because of directors. I think it's mm. more than because again, Marvel plays a lot color with color theory. If, if you're talking about color theory that deliberate, I don't think so. Yeah, and I think we're going to have to wait for the multiverse movie to see well. So I think this again, this is going to be a yeah. setup, and like they did with um everything with um again WandaVision. It, it was just a prequel to what we were getting, and um, what we're seeing with the colors right now. It, it's 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 very plausible because I don't think they do this on purpose. Because um it was another interesting theory. If you look at Dramumu, he his powers were purple; they were radiating from his eyes. If you look at um. What is tone. it, Wanda? I will let Tone touch up on it. Let's go, Tone, Tone, Tone's, Tone's ready. No, no, go, it's Tone. It's not that. It's not that. It's that. Dormammu. Like who? Dormammu. Yeah. Who the fuck is Dormammu? Okay, we'll, 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 we'll skip you, Tone. Okay. You see, Pop, this is why you guys. Did you say you said your mama? Around. You said something about my mama? What was that? Oh man. <laughs> uh, Yo, we can't. That's ridiculous. Like I try to really hide a poker first. When, uh, poker face when you do that, but that was bad. That was that was rough. Listen, I'm I'm on the tongue pong you're up next what do you think about the color theory <laughs> so so i'm gonna need to i'm gonna need a refresher because i was i was battling the the audio demons a second ago what's the so color theory each episode has been a reflection of each uh infinity stone mm -hmm. and in that order oh not in that uh in particular i think the first one was the soul stone the second one was um the time stone, if I'm not mistaken. No, we haven't we haven't done time and mind. Oh, time and space are the we two. Haven't we time haven't, space. We haven't gone yet. So we've gone through all the the other four essentially. Yeah. So each one is a reflection of something. Oh, two was the reality stone. Three was the power power stone, and then this past episode was mind mind. Yeah, that sounds that. just way deliberate. Yeah, I think so that too. Is, that's the kind of thing they do. Like uh, the uh, the head security ladies. Uh, oh no, sorry. Uh, Ravana Win uh, Rinslayer. Her uh, number, her designation was A23, and the first comic that Ravana Rinslayer uh, showed up in was Avengers 23. So they do stuff like that all the time. It wouldn't surprise me at all if that's if that was, you know, what they were doing. Well, I want to get your th uh, thoughts on that because you're the one who showed, sh shared with me that color theory. So it, it made its rounds around TikTok and like it just happened to come across and I was like, yo, that actually makes a lot of sense. And it's not something where it's uh like a a, a far out reach to like think about it. It's one of those things right. where it's like, oh shit, like we know Marvel to be very deliberate with a lot of things. And 
especially with like the colors they've been using and like the tones and the themes of each like episode it makes sense even if it's a fan theory that just happens to coincide with just you know the coincidence of what they went with but we have six stones we have six episodes like it's mm. a little too close to on the nose for me and i'm just like listen even if it turns out oh we didn't intentionally plan it uh I, i'm still gonna go with it it's a solid theory i mean the one the one downside I could see is that the the beginning of the series kind of makes the stones completely irrelevant. So I see what you're saying, but at the same time, why would they go through so much trouble to be like, by the way, the stones, they're paperweights now. We don't care. I think I get it. Because it's at the, the end, it probably won't be. Yeah. Or mm. or even, or what, even what they each stone represents and what episode has represented. I actually found a theory on why the stones aren't doing anything. I can say that to Lair if you want to. I don't know. Not yeah, go for it. Go ahead. Uh, so there is a theory on the internet that the TVA is in the microverse, which ties into Kang. That, uh, that little ball we've actually they're in, seen it. They're, they're saying that the TVA is Chronopolis. Yes. Yeah, it's in at least in Chronopolis, which would explain why the stones don't work, because everything works different when you're shrunken down in in the uh, quantum realm. That's it. Right. Yeah, with yeah, the whole magic ability. I did mm -hmm. hear that. I did hear that theory. But um, I want to get off of theories, but I want to talk about everyone's favorite scene in this episode, which was the, to me probably the for everyone's favorite scene, which is the end scene. We see. Oh, we jump straight to the end. Yeah, we're jumping straight to the end because come on, you we got it. All That's right, it. We got right. it. We, we're gonna jump into the meats and bones of this one. It's like Chris is getting ready. <laughs> we're jumping to the, the Hugh Jackman dance sequence, right? The one. That oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we get Kid Loki, <clears throat> comics classic Loki, and a boastful Loki at the very end when we thought that Loki was dead. No, we get kind of like a Marvel end credit scene in this pocket dimension. I want to get everyone's Ooh. thoughts on this scene, and we are going to start with you, Pong, please, about so how, all the Lokis at the very end. How are you leaving out Loki Gator? Oh, yeah, right. there you go. Loki Gator, too. Yes, yeah, Loki yes. Gator. Yeah, you can't leave him. Yes, yes. Loki Gator. They, they can bring in Throg. They can yep. bring in, you yep. know, yep. and you know, maybe, and then have uh, new, another show with that. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. You know, team so up with Rocket Raccoon and uh, and and Better Ray Bill. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians of the Zoo. There right, we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing that immediately drew my eye on the last scene there, though, was actually what was behind them. You got Avengers Tower. Yep. Which leads me to ask, are they in a New York where Sokovia didn't go as it did in our universe? Well, the theory is that this is a garbage universe similar to the movie that uh, in Thor Ragnarok where people where there's just being garbage dumped because they're, oh. they're going to show another scene of a boat that's just appeared. So everything that they were blowing up to reset time was yeah. being deposited there. So, yeah, like you said, the, the destroyed Avengers Tower. Oh. So it's kind of like a big, um, you know, it's kind of like a big dimensional universal garbage dump. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious because I. I like that theory, but I'm also, I'm also of the theory that like that's, uh, that's the one timeline or one place where things went so wrong, but no one cares about it. Like it's it, it is a garbage mm. you know, dump, but it is also the timeline that they keep way off in the distance that no one talks about or hears about because you know they just kind of sweep it under the rug. Mm -hmm. That's that's my uh, working theory. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, like where the very first Avengers movie went sideways. Right. And so Loki's running everything, and so they whatever, just keep that over there. 
<laughs> That's the universe we don't talk about. Chris, I'm going to tag you in. Okay. Um, what that mean? I've been waiting to see another variant of Loki appear in the TV show. Anyways, I mean, part of, again, of theories that turned out not to be true already. Um, I was sort of waiting for a Gugu um, to actually be a Loki variant pulling all the strings. Um, when they got into the elevator right at the end of that episode, because um, I, I thought her sort of being evil was almost too obvious. So when they got in the elevator, I was sort of waiting for her to transform into a third Loki and have the other two Lokis like completely lose their minds. And that didn't happen. Um, that but yeah, so obviously, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep um, sending my little fan theories, which don't come true, <laughs> off, to, off to Marvel writers and see what they'll do with it. Um, but so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, obviously, you know, they've killed Loki, but they've killed Loki. So we've got all the other Lokis. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see what they're going to do in the next few episodes. I think that they're gonna, I think they're gonna pull out some weird, crazy variants and just have a whole like, you know, I'd I'd say Crisis of Infinite Earths, but we've got the wrong um, comic universe going there. But I'd love to see a whole bunch of just like pull out all the stops and just have a dozen different Lokis, um, yes, as part of sort of just just sort of blowing the whole TVA as all the variants like just pile on into some weird, crazy. Uh, Mashup. So, yeah. Daphne. Yes, I guess. Well, how how, how do you feel about that reveal? Oh my God, I know you haven't seen the show. No, no, no. Yeah, but but the thing is, I'm familiar enough with with the universe. So, there was one line that I remember overhearing um, because uh, my husband watches Loki, and the one time that he was watching it, so there was a line that was said where it's like, no, um, when Loki was protesting how the Avengers were messing up time. And and the, and then he was told, no, they were supposed to do that. You were not. And so that kind of got me, you know. So it's like, you know, thinking about all this. It's like, so that means that Loki is supposed to is Loki supposed to be dead? So it would make right. sense to bring all these other manifestations of Loki uh, to kind of like because maybe that variant is supposed to be dead but not these other variants. So there's still other variants of Loki that they're going to be pushing out into, I guess, the multiverse or whatever, you know, this, this show connects to in the end. So so that was the thing too. When I when I heard about Lady Loki and now you're telling me that there's even more, that there's like Kid Loki and, you know, there's a Gator Loki. I like Gator Loki. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like yeah, that's like okay. So it, so either Tom Hiddleston's contract with Disney is coming up, <laughs> right? or or this is just a way for them to be able to kind of like spread out the Loki character without spreading out Tom Hiddleston. So <laughs> a little bit more practical mm. theory there. <laughs> okay. okay, I like it. Yeah. Or just for contract negotiations. We got right, exactly. Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Please. <laughs> we just have seasons we got, we got of Loki. An alligator. Yeah. We got an alligator who's gonna come on. Uh-huh. So yeah. they'll tag you in with that. But go yeah. on. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, what uh, what Daphne said just a second ago kind of like resonated with me because it's like you're bringing in all these different Loki's, right? And we already know that in the Spider-Man movie, we're going to have Tobey Maguire. We're going to have uh, that that did the second Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. I love. And uh, and we're also going to have the uh, the current one, whose name is. And uh, and He's so, so good uh, with names. Paul. Oh man, I, I'm man like mine like a steel trap, yep. rusted, and no one uses them anymore. But anyway, no. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> 
No, seriously though, uh, we're gonna have like a lot of these now. We're gonna have like alternate Spider-Mans. We got alternate Lokis. There's something. Mm, there's something coming. We got Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Right. Multiverse of madness. Tony, mm. mm. I want to. I want to get your thoughts on the Lokis. Uh, well, I think I think it's really just kind of throws a wrench into the whole. You know, we've been saying propaganda for the you know for the for the timekeepers and all this. I think it really does throw a wrench into it because I you know this is as Law had mentioned, it's a pocket timeline that's there where they just send all of the Lokis, and I think these Nexus events that cause the interference are just things that they deem that need to be uh, getting rid of. So I, I, I think it just throws that in there, and you have all these Lokis there, and whatever Earth this is, whether it's uh, Ultron rules it, or Loki destroyed it in 2014, or anything like that, um, I always thought it was interesting, and the fact that when they, they clip the branches, you know, you'd think that they're dead. But then once it happened to Tom, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. We got two episodes yeah. left. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Like, I was on the fence and being like, all right, cool. We're not going to see Owen Wilson anymore. And I was kind of bummed about it. But then they did something like, nope, we're going to get him back. And is that is that what – do they do that with everyone? Or is it just for Lokis? Or were they really trying to kill them? And then the Lokis kind of knew what the hell was going on. And they've been bringing their own as they keep getting clipped for a bigger purpose. Because the Lokis have been – uh, meant to be a greater, a greater being, a greater variant. You know, I think kind of playing into that whole god of mischief thing and making them They're agents of chaos. Yeah, exactly, and just and just making them throw a wrench into this system that the timekeepers have been have been keeping afloat. So it, I'm, I'm, I still don't know because like I want to know more about this alternate timeline of where everyone's at. Yeah. Um, if if Owen Wilson is there with him, or if it's just kind of Loki and dealing with um, deal, de- uh, dealing with it by himself, but also I think and I think you know C- I think Seabet we may touch about it a little bit later, but also the fact that we have Kid Loki and we have we have Enchantress Loki and just kind of seeing all these different characters from the Young Avengers kind of making their uh, making their appearance and kind of seeing what we're going to see them for in the later lines of uh, of the MCU. Well, you want to give your thoughts, or we want to jump to the next question. Uh- I gave, box, I gave my thoughts for the most part, I thought, but uh, essentially, oh. like, I, again, it's going to be, I think this is a pocket dimension timeline kind of space where um, they just dump their garbage or what have you. Um, I will say that we're going to probably see when, when they reveal the why, a lot of it's really going to be that A, Lokis are Nexus creatures, Nexus beings, whatever, what have you. They're agents of chaos, and it's easier to control one sacred timeline than it is a bunch of Lokis running around in multiple uh, multiverse timelines. It's just it's just easier for them to, to have that kind of control. And I'm glad um, you, you, you bring up Nexus because you know why? That's the next question. Is we're going to be talking about the Nexus because we saw something interesting. Tag. Tag me in. Dig me. Wait, wait, wrong tag. Other way. This side. <laughs> there there we go. Go. Off the top rope. We've learned about <laughs> Nexus. We've learned about Nexus events. We've learned about Nexus beings, like Wanda mm-hmm. is a Nexus being, mm-hmm. but that uh, we also learned in Loki where um, late Sylvie was hiding in different um, Armageddon timelines, apocalypses, because there was nothing that they can do whatever they want, and you didn't detect the, detect the Nexus event or anything. What caused a Nexus spike that the TVA had never seen before was that 
Loki, Tom Hiddleston Loki was falling for Sylvie and they were kind of about to kiss and about to form some Nexus Spike event. I want to get people's thoughts on that. Like, what do you think was behind that event? Something that they didn't see that they're like, yo, what the hell's going on? That they're now questioning them. Like, what was that? Um, And I will tag the man of many faces, Chris, with the, with the, with the go ahead. What are your thoughts on it? Thinking man face. Yeah. <laughs> Stroke my beard. Oh, my, my bourbon's gone, so my thoughts are out. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you've often seen in things like you know science fiction or you know fantasy books where you sort of have two forces that almost can't be allowed to meet. Um, you know, sort of a matter or antimatter. So if you have these different variants, especially ones that are the gods of chaos. I mean, he's a god of mischief. That is his entire. You know being um and especially if they are get if the, the the tba is sort of obsessed with them there has to be some reason um and it does appear that they have a specific you know more a more than passing interest in the loki's um so what what and it could just be i mean we've already seen like the loki and you know female loki they're different they're different sides of his personality and, you know perhaps it's just it's almost like a you know just take a step back and just sort of a therapeutic thing um, perhaps it would represent some healing of Loki that would allow him to be more powerful than he already is. Like either in a literal or figurative sense, um, you know, he could sort of combine his different personalities rather than sort of being multiple broken individuals, but be one complete Loki. Um, maybe that's what they are trying to prevent. They're Ooh. trying to prevent the, the healing, the healing that he needs to go through. I like it. I like it. I like it. it. Right. Daphne. That was... Um, that was without bourbon. So there we that go. was like we gotta get more bourbon. So, so that was like uh, the, the serious answer. So I'm going to give the 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 I don't know what I'm talking about answer. I don't, <laughs> so the, the thing is, I didn't understand the controversy when when that popped up because it's like it made complete sense to me. It's like Loki's a narcissist. Yeah. So it's like, so the fact that he actually gets to, to see a female version of himself, it's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like gazing into the pond wanting to kiss himself. Like that didn't surprise. I don't know why people were, were shocked by that. Um, for everything else, though, I'm just going to I'm just going to say Galactus throw it out there. <laughs> 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 the, 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 the rest of the myth, that mythology I'm not familiar with. So but uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with with his theory that they need to keep all the Lokis separate unless you know or else he becomes more powerful the more he like is one entity you know but yeah Galactus <laughs> and then Dave has a question for Tom that I must ash but I'll shave it for later that's a mustache mm. Dave joke that's a battle uh, between Tone and Dave mm. um, Joe just to answer you I don't think they're going to get I don't think we're going to see Tom leave the MCU anytime soon because yeah. Tom is staying Disney yeah. knows and he said, he, said he was uh, he said he's open for you know whatever to kind of right. just keep it to keep also, it going I also think yeah. if they keep him like they brought him back even though he's not technically in the main continuity where you know Thor we know Thor to be once this opens back up, I have no doubt in my mind that he'll just bounce back into the regular timeline. I mean, it's like Tom Hiddleston just seems to be. I mean, they got him to go to San Diego Comic Con in character. Yep. So it's like, how? I mean, it's like, I, yeah, I don't see him like just abandoning. I just think that the multiple Lokis allow them to pull a Mandalorian on him where it's like, 
um, it's still him, but they have other people in the costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Nerd Truth who was on last week, and uh-huh. he's actually met Tom Hilston while he was dressed as Loki, as he was in his Loki cosplay, and he looks like they look like twins standing next to each other. But uh, Pong, oh, what a I want to get your thoughts on the Naxes. <laughs> actually, guys, real quick, sir, I've got to, I've got to duck out. I've got to start bedtime. Um, no uh, problem, Chris. Hey, Chris, oh, thank oh, you for coming on. Everybody, check out Chris's links. Check out Chris's links in the social media, please. Chris, thank oh, you for coming on, brother. Have a good day. Stay Thanks, guys. Have a good day. No problem. Good night. But Pong, we'll we'll tag you in I, about this Nexus events and everything. Yeah, I think I think uh, I'm going to go in a similar direction, but not quite as far to the uh, to the first two, because I think that it's not necessarily the two, you know, becoming one or anything like that. But they've got two Lokis that are both aligned in purpose, in glorious purpose, one might say. Right. So it, it during the first part of them, you know, meeting, they were there was definitely friction between the two of them. You know, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Now they're like, no, no, no. We have to take this thing down. We have to burn this mf or down so we're both gonna you're we're gonna go you know so now they have to deal with two lokis that are both aligned in purpose and not fighting each other so i think i think that's the, that's that that's what would cause that kind of a, a you know almost straight up spike and we're seeing a lot in his character and i, I think yeah. this is the best that we've seen the character explored more and everything in terms of who the character is how narcissist, like Daphne put it, how narcissistic the character can be. Because <laughs> mm. it just falls in line. And I, I think they're really getting to explore something that we didn't get to see in the movies on um, Law. Um, please tell us about these Nexus beings. Your thoughts. So, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna touch up on that because I don't think they ever like truly call them do they call them Nexus beings? Like that Loki is a Nexus being? I don't think they directly call him, but I mean I, I don't, feel like I feel yeah. like we know him to be a, a nexus building what up draw um and i feel like having two like if every loki in the in the no, multiverse is a nexus being just having two of them like like pong said aligned and together creates a nexus event because they can do it uh-huh. kind of on their own but they also need a catalyst but uh-huh. you have two similar nexus being going Bet we're gonna do that same thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter where they are, they're gonna create an event. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter what it's gonna be like, oh shit, they're aligned. Now everything just gets amplified by a thousand percent. Easy. Yeah. Um so like I'm I and I also agree that like Loki is a narcissist. So like when people were like, Oh my gosh, I was just like, no, it makes sense. Like he he sees himself. He sees everyone else as like beneath him or lesser than, for the most part. Even even when he admitted like defeat and the you know got through that whole um, progression in the first episode, we still see that he still holds himself higher than most. Even even until he met his match with like Lady Loki with, with Sophie. So like with Sophie. So it was like, come on. Come on, really? We're really surprised this is gonna happen. It's like looking in a mirror and just being like, "Yeah, yeah." I he like was it. he was he was mad that that Sylvie got more security than he did. 
Yes, you know, so it's, it's it's admiration. It's it's a little bit of envy, playful, and then just like looking at yourself and being like, "Oh, like, oh, I'm hot, I, right? I'm hot, <laughs> and and I can put myself in my own place." Like, come on, man! It's it's, every, it's everything he's ever wanted. So, like, I, I'm I'm interested to see where they where they go with this. Tone tag. <laughs> Wrong way. <laughs> uh, got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think everyone everyone touched on it. So for me, this whole thing with the Nexus spike, I just had to kind of go back to the fact that uh, um, Mobius and uh, Sylvie had both said it that Loki's are meant to be alone, and the fact that in the in that first episode, those first two episodes where we see them, they're two individuals alone in their own world, and it's not until they are facing their end. Uh, and they come together, they become, you know, one partnership, one group, and defying that whole thing that Lokis are always meant to be alone. It's been written, and so it shall be done. And I think that's what caused such the such a dramatic spike. But what I think is what I think is interesting is that we knew that this was a um an event. Like we knew this was an apocalypse. They weren't gonna survive this. They were mm-hmm. they were gonna die, and yet the timeline did the event, and the TVA intervened and had like a self fulfilling prophecy of having the Loki's come back, because they at that you know which I think is fairly interesting as to why um, they had that spike in an Armageddon event when they were both gonna ready die, and willing to anyways. go, yeah. and I think that kind of there's huh. I, I don't know I don't know if that's a if there was a glitch or. Or something, but I think I think it, there, there may be something there to the fact that the that the timeline went off and they responded to that and were able to find them when had they just left they them alone. Big spike, like yeah. we saw we saw the original spike when so so Sylvie uh, threw all the the um, like the time bombs throughout the timeline, created all those branches, but that didn't create one single spike and a bunch of branches. This created a huge spike where everyone in the room shit a fucking brick. Yeah, so I think it's, you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see if uh, if there's something else going on in play because if they just left them there, then the illusion of and all the shit that happened, all that internal you know people kind of figuring out who they are and having their memories and the timekeepers, the ro- the timekeeper robots, they wouldn't have been destroyed because they still would have been at this extension extension extinction level event. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so you just cracked the code. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold up, hold up. Okay, so check this out. What caused the spike was not the Lokis getting together. What caused the spike was them dying. They were supposed to go back and defeat the TVA and kill the kill the timekeepers or uh, uh, time time lizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why the time lizards, in advance of this happening, replaced themselves with androids. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Okay. I know. That's, that's that's pure speculation. Speculation there. We, no, that's fun. Well, we'll have to see. We we're we're gonna talk about some fun scenes now. So and, and just yeah. have some fun with it because this episode introduced a lot of fun stuff. So we get the fun scene of the returning Lady Sith on yeah. repeat, knocking Loki every chance oh, she gets, man. like just pretty much slapping him. Like you just had to see this to see it. Just Lady Sith just smacking him upside ways on repeat. It's just like a bad episode. Also, too, can we please get an SNL skit? Of Agent Mobius 
meeting his other selves that have been um sent to the same place as Loki, but being like Lightning McQueen, um being would you guys be down for that skit? I need people to co-sign. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it'd be just funny if like even if he's not like a you know a, an autonomous vehicle, he's just a driver in like a red suit. And yeah. like with the number, with and you the, like you like know, a child. and you like, <laughs> exactly. Like, like that's it. Like you, you don't. It could be like you know, it'll be real subtle. I'm here for it. I'm here for uh, it. Well, um, but go ahead, Pong. You were saying something, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, you know, I was. I, this is something that's been bothering me for a while. If the people at the TVA are all variants, how do we know that that uh, Mobius isn't one of several Mobius variants? Because remember, he goes to her office and 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 she's like, "Hey, you leave all these rings on my table. I never left these rings on the table." Wow, you know, like. <laughs> well, his his name is Mobius. <laughs> and in the comics, there are multiple. There are multiple. You know, if yeah. anyone's familiar with. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, they'll make a great baseball team. <laughs> but we get into that. I mean, again, just that joke right there. I just want to get into the concept of the TBA and all that, where we're now starting to see the cracks in the foundation um, where Mobius and Hunter B-15 are starting to question what's going on. Um, even And and this is reminiscent of when um, Sylvie touched Agent uh, Hunter B-15, and we could tell that she probably got some of her thoughts back, which that's been confirmed here. Um, the whereabouts of Hunter C20, which is the other thing that sets us off because they're like, you know, Mobius is like, Where's C20? Oh, we had it because, um, you know, she died, and it's like, Okay, like, and he thought that that was weird. So, um, what do you think Ravona is hiding from them? Um, because again, it seems like she is the or is she just a pawn in a bigger scheme? Um, and Daphne, I'll take it away with you. I'll have you start on that. Black I know I said it. <laughs> Like this, and that's all we're gonna get. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, now you're you're in territory that I'm not familiar with at all. So I was like, yeah, Galactus. She's hiding Galactus. <laughs> He's gonna eat the planets. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting, I'm getting a buffet ready for Loki. Exactly. Now I feel, I mean, um, yeah. Pong, take it away with this one. I can't decide if Ravona Rinslayer is, you know, is doing these things because she's clued into what's going on behind the scenes, or if she's just mad because uh, Sylvie is one of the ones that got away from when she was, you know, coming up, you know, like, is this the, the, you know, the kid that the cop busted, but got off on a technicality, you know what I mean? Like, is that what this is? Or is this, you know, is there really some big sister thing or both because she's, you know, like, I'm going to get this person because this person is the one that's supposed to bring all this crashing down. I don't want it to, or something, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, she I, as a kid. Yeah. And that, that blows my mind too. Like what on earth could a kid do? It, it, there was a theory that it was because, uh, she was making heroes out of the Valkyries, but uh, is that enough? You know, a, know. a kid playing with toys and eh, you know what I mean? Oh, a lot of theories. Uh, there is. 
Uh, and, and we swore that we weren't gonna do more theories, but Loki like sent us back down that rabbit hole for sure. I mean, yeah. they're not wild though. I mean, Galactus is wild, right. but like we're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point, you know, that's, you know, that's how you know I don't know what I'm talking about. No, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, I'm here. I'm here for a Harold Galactus, you know. So I'm, I'm here for it. Yes. We, we need a good Harold Galactus because that yeah. Fantastic Four movie only gave us what clouds. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, no. It was a super cell storm. It was terrible. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So my, my my whole thing with this is that I keep I whenever whenever it comes to uh, Renslayer is that I kind of just lean in onto the comic history for her, and that she's got that uh, relationship <laughs> with with Kang, um, <laughs> so that she is she's definitely in in the know. Um, but I, I like I you know but I also like your part in the two pong that she's she's taking it per- like with Sylvie she's taking it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think that I think there's some truth to there that she took because she embarrassed her, even though she was able to move up in the ranks and become a judge. But right. I think um I think there's I think she's more clued in. I, I think she's fully aware. She was the one who hid the fact that that uh C twenty was killed or like hid the fact of what oh, yeah. the information for C twenty was. It was just mm-hmm. that she was killed because she was losing her mind, not because she got her memories back. Uh so there's a there's a lot going on. I think with her and that she's, she's not playing off and she's the one that can see the, the timekeepers and all this other stuff. So I, I do think there is a bigger part for her to play because of the comic book lore that she has with Kang. I think most of the time with, when it comes with the MCU, most of the relationships that people have tend to be there. Like we knew in uh, captain uh, Falcon and winter soldier, we knew that the uh, power broker was going to be involved when we saw the when we saw the U- U.S. agent. Yeah. Like we knew he was going to be involved, or she, in this instance of the of the comics, right of the show. So we knew the power broker was going to be involved. When was the power broker going to show up? So those kinds of connections they tend to not they tend to keep them together. So I think just leaning in on that Kang thing makes me think she's in the know. And she's fully aware of what's going on and just trying to kind of piece everything together. However, you've now have, you know, cracks going. I don't I don't know if B-15 got killed. I just know she got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, and if she kind of just starting that whole internal process of getting everyone back, because that's kind of how you get rid of those types of regimes. It's like you start from the inside out. Yeah. Law. Hmm. I'm, I'm with both of you guys. I'm with all three of you guys where, like, I want to see like why sylvie was picked up so early on as a kid because there's got to be a reason for it like there's like you know everyone had their reason like our loki got picked up because he picked up the tesseract when he wasn't supposed to and he bounced around like sylvie was a child and maybe it's the reason why you know she created her own magic or you know that her magic is powerful and what have you um but i don't think that's enough of a reason um, I do think yes, it's personal that uh, they want um, that she wants something, and you can tell like even when they were fighting, you can tell it was personal because like right. she was embarrassed by how like much Sylvie just washed her agents and like made fools of the TVA essentially. Yeah. Um, but I want to know like why right now. Now I'm in the like all right, why? There's got to be a greater reason for it. That's you know I'm sure yeah. she knows a lot more than you know she's probably she's probably a, a variant herself but it's probably like the alpha variant if you want to put it that way like she knows like she knows that there's other variants and other timelines where she exists but 
for whatever purposes that she serves uh, the original timekeepers or or whoever is behind the shadow and uh, and controlling everything. You know, she's she's you know their person in charge essentially uh, to, to make sure everyone's staying in line. I also wanted to point before you jump ahead, Steve, as you ju- you mentioned the uh, Lady Sif uh, scene. Tom Hiddleston did such a fucking amazing job in this series so far because yeah. that first episode we see him really break down and go through so much emotional grief, got that chip off his shoulder, and like really just go from like to this. Right? This is the first episode I think we've actually seen him apologize. Like, yep. Yeah. Since then. So him with Lady Sif going from like, oh, but then actually just going like on his knees, head head up, and just defeated is really like that, like to see how much growth that this Loki has. Because for us, our Loki had to wait to like Ragnarok to like Endgame to get like that kind of you know progression and development. Yeah. Versus here, we see him get that progression in a sh- shorter time span. But what it like what it ha- what had to be done to get him to do that you know what i mean seeing sif and going like yes i fucked up i know you're i i know you're just a pocket time whatever thing and you're just gonna keep coming back and saying the same thing doing the same things but i am sorry i'm just seeking attention and i was like damn they really broke him they really fucking broke him uh-huh. i I love this show so much for, for that. Did they get the same actress to play Lady Sif? Yes, yep. they did. Oh, mm-hmm. they did. Oh, that's they, good. They, that's they good. got the same actress. She yeah. played that yep. scene perfectly, getting, and it was getting, getting, getting ready because she's going to be in oh. Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, also the way uh, the, the way you were talking about that scene, it's like, oh, it's like Groundhog Day. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. It essentially was. Know, until he, he finally realizes what he has to do. <laughs> right. it, 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 see, for those who love a day-repeating episode, they, we got it in that short span right there, which right. I thought was dope. But the show explores a pretty cool concept um, with reading what um, a lot of people saying online. There's a concept that there's no fully good or evil that keeps playing on here because really there's really no villain that we have really seen or a face of a villain or anybody doing anything villainous it goes to the fact that the propaganda that um they're using in the tva because they think that they are doing good mm. for the timeline so they truly think that they're doing stuff for the greater good which essentially again was what loki said what he was doing was that yeah people want me to rule for the greater good so it, he said that in the first episode to some degree well, really, to marvel's some been doing this with a lot of their shows where we're, yeah. we're getting very blurred lines of who's heroes and who's villains and they've gone away from the this is their villain of this of the movie or the whatever and they just yeah. kill them off and we're like but they were so good because it's just more of that but it's like morbius he doesn't come off as so he's doing what he thinks is right b15 everybody even even at this point when you get to speak to sylvie know her story and they even show in the beginning that she was taken away as a kid yeah okay she's not really a bad person she was just again. So this concept of that there's no really good or evil here. It's just people who think that they're doing something good. What do you guys think about that concept that is being explored with this show, um, Daphne? I'll start with you with that. that, with that concept. Okay, that I can talk about because <laughs> actually, it's like I think that that's more of a Disney issue than a story issue. Uh, this is something that I've been seeing Disney doing. I think since the first Iron Man, where. Um, pretty much that they were kind of like like oh it's like you know it's like it's it's all about you know like existential crises as opposed to like really going against 
an actual evil person. And this is a theory that I've been, and if you watch all, even their animated movies as that went along, you kind of get to see, you kind of get to see how that pattern comes out. Where, especially now with the remakes, where it's kind of like they're explaining away villainy. They did it in Maleficent. They did it in the Cruella movie, as stupid as that was. Um, they were you didn't talk about Cruella. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, in, in uh, Frozen, you know, there's, you know, it. all of their movies kind of have this lack of an actual villain, which to tell you the truth is something that kind of irks me because I'm the one who likes the bombastic villains, you know, where it's like, you know, Maleficent just shows up and wants to kill a baby because she didn't get an invite to the royal uh, christening. You know, it's like, I don't need, I don't need anyone to explain why she did that. Um, but Disney is, you know, kind of like doing that. And I think it has everything to do with the fact that it makes it easier to market. And it's like, so it's like every character you have in the, in the Disney universe you're, you're either a princess or you're either a very sanitized villain you know but it's like but but you're a villain and kind of like oh well he's really not that bad type of thing i mean like even they're even talking about how gaston is going to get his own movie and everyone that i'm reading are joking around it's like what was his mother murdered by a woman who could read i mean it's like oh what my god <laughs> Yeah, I, I so think I, I think that this is more what's going on rather than the service of the story, really. It, it's just Disney disappearing actual villains for the sake of marketing. I know that that's very, a very cynical answer. But no, 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 it's a good answer. No, no, it's a very, it's a very good answer. See, I mean, when we got Iron Man one, we kind of got the cookie cutter villain in Abadea Stone. Right. And mm -hmm. at the time it wasn't owned by Marvel. Now knowing that this Disney, I know doesn't have full control of what Marvel is doing, although they're just throwing the money. It's all Kevin Feige with the stories. And one of the biggest problems I remember people had with Marvel was that their villains were just one and done. They had no depth to them, um, which I think that's what Tom Hilston did with Loki. It's kind of changed that. But then I feel like to your point with Disney, yes, they're doing too much now with their princesses villains because they want to copy what Marvel is doing. And it's like Maleficent was okay, but then it's like, we start going down this rabbit hole of other villains of us yeah. stuff like gas give gaston a movie like dude he, he, you don't make him out to be the hero you make him right. to be the villain because yeah. he, there's no redeeming that character there are villains that are non-redeemable right and, then there and, are and villains they don't have are, to be you know it's like yeah. kylo ren didn't need to be redeemed you no. know it's like you know i come i from i come from the skeletor you know type of you know <laughs> villains where it's like oh let me see how i can you know you know do I'm evil for, for he man yeah bad. exactly this like you know i want to be bad yeah and it's like it, and that's and and i guess they're having a hard time with that now because like, sure. oh no, uh, everybody has to bad be bad guys you know, are having fun. Just yeah, for the sake of like, having oh, fun. Let them no, enjoy it. But that, you know, but that, you know, probably um, you know, it encourages people to think that being bad is good. And it's like we can't have that. And it's like, and it's not good for sales toys. It's kind of like the um DC doesn't have as much of this because the other problem that I have with that concept is that they have a character like Harley Quinn, who's a complete psychopath but they're still trying to market the character to children. 
so so yeah and i think that disney slash marvel is trying to avoid that but it's like oh no no no, no. she's you know redeemable character and this look they, we turned them into a good guy in the end and this that and the other thing <laughs> but what it does is like like something stupid like the cruella movie where it's a cruella i'm going to spoil it because the movie is stupid as, as hell um that We're, I'm not, I wasn't planning mom to watch it. <laughs> Is is thrown off a cliff by a pack of Dalmatians. I heard. Okay. So, but the thing is, though, it's like so. The thing is, though, it changes how you see the hundred and one Dalmatians cartoon because now you're looking at Corella. It's like, oh, those those dogs deserve it. Fucking dogs. <laughs> those dogs. <laughs> those fucking dogs. Coming. Yeah, exactly. So, and we completely negate the fact that she was killing the animals for their fur. Yeah, exactly. So it it changes. So they think that they're that they're kind of like neutralizing when they're actually kind of creating a whole other set of problems in in the story timeline. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen, we we, we know Loki Loki <laughs> will push her off a cliff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Loki no, I it's I that that is I really want to I would want to talk more about that. That's yeah. that's I, that's a great way of saying it. Um yeah. but Pong, I wanna I wanna get your thoughts on the theory. Okay, so I <laughs> Disney yes. doesn't Disney doesn't do anything without market research absolutely absolutely so when you say that that uh disney is trying to you know clean this up blah 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 i'm pretty sure that is because their intended audience is looking for that like you know like sebastian said earlier i think it was uh they used to have very one-dimensional this is the bad guy he is a bad guy because he's a bad guy you know and and i personally i i i've would count myself as one of the uh, one of the groups that is glad to see there be shades of gray because there are shades of gray, you know. Um, sometimes the dogs are. Sometimes, sometimes it is Cujo's fault, you know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so I don't mind that there's depth, and I don't mind. I also don't mind that there's redemption now. If you if you hyperextend that and yeah. say, well, I mean, you know, uh, uh, it's it's really the fault of the guy that kicked Hitler out of paint class, you know, like right. yeah. Mm -mm, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm not okay with that. But if you're, but you know, in a fictit, you know, in a fiction world, you know, you can say, you know, uh, is is Loki really bad or was he misguided? What was he a bad person? But then there was redemption. I don't mind the concept of redemption coming into uh, pop culture and coming into, for the love of God, please let it come into American life in general. Uh, because we have such a, a one and done. Like, if you screw up bad enough, we're going to put you in a hole for the rest of your life. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to see those shades of gray. And I, I love that the younger generation is looking at those things and saying, you know, mm, no, there's, 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 a, there's a path back. I like that. A, a much more, um, in, I guess, like a much more positive view from from mine. <laughs> this was this was Pond's Fifty Shades of Gray. I, I, I actually agree. I actually agree with both of you guys on this. Go, go, Law. You're you're tagged in next. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I actually, I might actually agree with with both of you guys. Like I, yeah, this, this I like great. I like having a villain be a villain for the sake of being a villain. I am a mm. bad guy because I woke up one morning and chose violence. <laughs> yeah, cool. exactly. Like, that's absolutely cool. Sometimes you don't need rhyme or reason. They don't have to be crazy. They literally just go, 
You know what? This seems like it yeah. seems like more there fun. Right. It seems like more fun to do this than that. Loki, we see like Loki has been made out as a villain, but everyone loves him because they you know they see the humanity in him. They know he is just a child seeking for attention. He is the younger, he is the younger sibling, the adopted sibling, and just like, hey, somebody fucking recognize me, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you know, every child commits acts of genocide just to get their father's attention. He's a god. <laughs> like, you, but, but, you, but there's levels to this. Like, like it's it's one of those things where it's like, I am a like I am a god, and I'm gonna go so far, like out of my way to cause a ruckus that like now you have to look at me and, and like scold me because that's the only way you are going to look at me and then give me yeah. attention anyways you know what i mean and it's genocide like oh shit like loki don't go that deep but like <laughs> for him like looking at odin being like yo dad like you know thor is always your favorite but then why adopt me in the first place you know but yeah. uh but to the, to the point of you know having villains who are morally great i love the morally great uh characters i love Heroes and villains who are morally great when that lines are, are blurred because it makes for a more for me a more interesting story when you're looking at it from a stance of like, damn, are they right? Like I know they're wrong, but ooh, like I one don't of, know how. Yeah, like yeah, like where you're like, mm. I have stuff like that. Go go. Like we've we've seen it and we've said it with multiple with uh, at least uh, a lot of the villains we've seen as of late, especially Killmonger. When Killmonger came out. At, Everyone was like, "Yo, Killmonger was right." You, there was very few people who argued that. Very few people argued that that fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Yo, like, go ahead, Marvel." I was more mad that they got rid of him so quickly because I think like he yeah. would have been a villain that would have just kept coming back, challenging a lot of what T'Challa was saying. What like was you know the the status quo? You know, he's like, "All right, cool, you got your throne, you got like this." But what are you doing for this person? What are you do? And he's constantly fighting, you know, to be the the unsung, you know, voice. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm here for all of it. I like both. Give me more, uh, give me more villains, and just stop throwing away and wasting villains. Like I, that was my biggest, and has always been my biggest gripe with a lot of Marvel shows and and TV um, and movies. Has just been like, I'm gonna make this great villain Ultron, and I'm gonna wash him in the first one. You know what I mean? It's like, come mm-hmm. on, dude. Like, but I think that that has to do with the fact that it's like, yeah, they want these morally gray characters, but they don't want to commit to them too much. Yeah, that too. You know, another that, one. that too. Because we've yeah. seen, we, we, I've seen it. There's a more. level. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that Disney can do great morally gray characters versus I know Marvel because of their right. comics can do yeah. it. Right. And I think yeah. if they let, if if they let them lean into that more, we'll see a whole new like, you know rise of like great villains that people are like holy shit the mcu just yeah, went disney, that way disney yeah disney just needs to recreate new villains and not retell the old ones because that's what they're doing a lot of when give, they're give me a, but that's exactly why they spent what like two billion dollars to buy marvel to, to just marvel you know, star wars farm, well, yeah i think they paid four billion for for lucas um but it's like, yeah, it's just to mine all that. They're they're not they they didn't spend all that money to be original. <laughs> so so yeah, no, they they're they're definitely gonna be mining <laughs> all the IPs that, that are in the archives. And yeah, they're not gonna create new characters just to well, yeah. Well we 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 know why Loki really turned um, you know, started, you know, 
becoming the good guy. It well, was family. Because he's hot. It was family. <laughs> because it, he's it, hot. The fangirl spoken. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say it's 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 family, and that's why Law left because um Van Diesel memes have been going around about family, and he just left. There you go. I was like, I can't yeah, take it. Family. <laughs> family is the reason why everybody wins is because family got family. No, I so hate it here. Vin, Vin Diesel it. will always be Riddick for me. There you I go. hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we not and say we did? Well, we did. It's there. It's live now. I'm so please We'll get your final thoughts, Toad. We did. Oh, man, the there's so much. There's so much here. There's so much. Uh, I'm on. The, I'm on the the same thing. Of I like my villains to be villains, and I like my villains to be great. Uh, I think. To be really, to be really quick in regards to the villains to be villains, I think Disney, in regards to the Disney animated movies transitioning to live action movies, is where they drop the fucking ball. Yeah. Um, I need the villains in the Disney anime. I don't need them to be gray. I need them yeah. to. I look forward to it to see how bad they are. Like Jafar was a huge fucking miss. I love Jafar for who he is in the animated movie. Uh, for if they ever do a Sleeping Beauty. And if they bring Angelina Jolie, I need wrathful Maleficent that will turn into oh. a dragon and wreck your shit. That's what I want. Yeah. When, do, when we get, when, them, you know, yeah. when we get Little Mermaid, Ursula needs to be conniving and like doing backdoor. Like I don't, I don't need to know how Triton kind of did something. I don't need any of that. Well, I don't know. They actually have beef, so <laughs> yeah. you know, like right. But but I feel, but I feel like. She, it was more on site, like that just added fuel to the fire. Yeah. It was yeah. already the fire was already there, though. Yeah. I just so I think I think I think the the big struggle is the transition from these from the villains from the animated show because they're very just very black and white, bad and good. Yeah. With yeah. the with the comic book stuff, I Marvel Marvel has ending these movies has had just bad guys in these movies, mm -hmm. and and we complain that we don't get enough of them. Red Skull in Captain America One is a bad dude, yeah. and we just and we just lose him for ten fucking years. We don't see him until he just shows up on Volmir, and I'm sitting there in the theater saying, "Holy shit, it's Red Skull!" Like <laughs> saying that out loud in the theater watching Infinity War. Yeah, but, right? but um, it feels and, like they got washed. Like it was just like yeah, one and got, done. It was one and yeah. done. He got washed, and like I understand yeah. that Hugo Weaving didn't want to do the character, and maybe it took him a while to find someone who can do his voice, in which they did because they found that guy from The Walking Dead. Fine, but Red Skull is such a, is a is an evil character that we could have could have ran with. Hella in Ragnarok, wasted, wasted. Yeah. She That's was true. bad, bad to the bone. Like, mm -hmm. there was no redeeming. She was like, my dad poked me up, uh, put me away because I'm power hungry and I want to control all of the realms. And Odin had Odin had gray and had a change of heart. And he was like, nah, my daughter's crazy. I need to put yeah. her away. And, you know, I, I think Even so though he pushed her to be that way. Yep. Yeah, right. Yes, I mean, he did. she it's his was fault. his muscle. I, yeah. I mean, it's like, and that's, and when he didn't want to be like that anymore, I mean, he created the monster. He just didn't want to take responsibility for her. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think they have them. They have the potential to have these characters. Even Ronan the Destroyer, bad guy, like just, just yeah. didn't follow what the what the agreement for the war was, and just kind of was just going doing his own thing. Ego. Um, Ego was Ego. the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah, Ego is bad daddy. Ego's a bad guy. Like he, like you find out what happens, but he does it so well where he's kind of playing to Star Lord's wanting and affections of having a father, but he had an agenda and a there was no nothing else. So right. I think I think they do it really well, but then they get rid of him. They yeah. just get rid of him. Ultron, I think Ultron, and I just think that 
so Avengers two was a mess in general because of the pressure that Joss Whedon had. So like, mm. there really isn't, you, you could just have a whole show talking about the mess that was Ultron. Um, but Ultron should have been like a key villain and J- James Spader. I think what they should do is all these villains that they have, have them sign this, all the big ones, have them do the same types of contracts that they did with Tom Hiddleston and all the other he- heroes. Oh, yeah. And we just bring them in and you can use them. Killmonger would have been fantastic down the line. Ultron yeah. would have been fantastic down the line. There's a reason why Thanos showed up five fucking times. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason because they were building him up. And yeah. so we're going to use him. We're bringing in Kang early on in Quantumania, which means Kang, Kang isn't going to be a one and done villain. And yeah. if he is, the whole world's going to riot. Cause like, that's Yo, ridiculous. For real. Like he's not, a, <laughs> he's not a one and done villain. He's going to show up and you know, and he's going to make moves. He's going to do this whole thing. in Ant-Man the Wasp. And he's probably going to be the big bad unless they do like a nihilist or any of these other things that people have been talking about. So, I think that's just the they got to commit to some of these villains and give them the contracts and also have like you have the one and done villains. Fine. Intro movie. Intro movie villains can be one and done. Like Obadiah was fine being yeah. one and done. Abomination was like, OK, because we're getting him well, later on down the line. But he's coming down, coming, you know, coming he's later. Coming back in Shang-Chi um, and you know, he's going to be in um, uh, She-Hulk. You know, what are they doing oh, with Taskmaster after we watch Black Widow? Like, what's the deal with him? I mean, I've heard some criticism about him anyway, but like, what's the deal with him? Because he's such a name brand villain as well. Well, the interesting, kinda, you know, well, the interesting fact is this is that um, when they were doing the Black Widow posters, how everyone's name is attached, they didn't attach the name of who is going to be Taskmaster. Yeah, I think Taskmaster stays masked the whole time. Yep. And so they're keeping think, that a little mystery. I think that's my mm. my my understanding, you know, well, because it's Sebastian Stan. <laughs> yeah. So Who I think you know. I just think he, he did. He did more work. He signed out that paycheck. <laughs> it's Galactus. <laughs> there you go. It's Galactus. You know, for for all the uh, you know, I, I definitely get the desire to have a bad guy be a bad guy, and you know, like I can see the appeal of a of a one and done. But but how good was the release when they finally fought Thanos? They've been building up for, to that for years, and then Captain America grabs the hammer, and he's like, a symbol. Yeah. <laughs> no one would have heard him, by the way. Like, he whispered it. He whispered no it. one heard it. He said to the hand, he's like, hey, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. But now we're at this hour, guys. I want to thank you for coming oh, yeah. to the show. So oh, wow, I want. Oh, yeah. No, it's fun, man. Uh-huh. We're having fun here talking about stuff. But um, I want you guys to pitch your stuff, and we're going to start with you, Daphne. You are... Sure. Thank you, new on the show. We want to have you back, but um, again, I'm glad to have this in my yeah. collection. This Daphne Lage. Oh yeah, yeah. This is Tales. yeah. This is Tall Please. Tales. Yes. So so Tall Tales is my uh my, my funny animal furry adventure fantasy. Um, it's in the style of Lord of the Rings, and this was a comic that I started drawing back in 1992 when I started self-publishing uh, comics. So we started, so right now I have over 30 something issues already. Like I'm already like deep, deep into the series. So what we did a couple of months ago is that we started re-releasing all of our books uh, in trade paperbacks from the very beginning so that, you know, you don't have to wade through, you don't have to go to the website and, and wade through like thousands of pages to get the story. So we're making it all very convenient for you. Um, so yeah, so actually it's like, yeah, if you go over to my main website, eagleworks.com, that's my main portfolio site. 
Um, there you can find links to all of my social media and, and uh, my galleries and whatnot. Um, and uh, I mostly post to Facebook if anyone's interested in following me on social media. Um, Twitter's a bit of a cesspool, so I'm mostly on, uh, <laughs> I'm mostly on Facebook. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this is yeah, so this is one of my books that uh, you can also find a link to at eagleworks.com. The other website is talltales t i i l s online.com. And like I said, it's it's a furry uh, a Lord of the Rings type of adventure, a lot of running, jumping, skipping, climbing Mount Doom type if that's what you're into. Um, but I do have a, another comic that I recently finished a Kickstarter for and that, um, that I currently am fulfilling. And that is um, Eagle Raven uh, and the parrot. Um, and this is Eagle Raven, heir of the first unicorn. And this one is a complete departure from, well, not completely because it's still medieval style. Um, but it's a completely different story about a half unicorn, half uh, human princess who's exiled from her magical kingdom into the world of men. And she's trying to figure out how to, uh, I guess, like how she's going to be able to, to come back to her kingdom and win her kingdom back from the dragons that stole it from her. Um, and, you know, and this is pretty much, um, her adventures in the in in the outer kingdoms, uh, trying to maneuver her way back to win back her kingdom. So this is more of like a medieval style soap opera. So yeah, so it's like if you're more into like more talky type, you know, more relationship centered um, stories, this this is a um, th this is the other series that I do. Uh, Eagle Raven, Air of the First Rumor. And if you go to eagleworks.com, you can read the first five issues for free just like with tall tales if you go to tall tales online you can read the first 20 issues for free um that way you can get like a real sense as to whether you're into the story or not and with ego raven you're what you're reading online is the original black and white version of it uh, because the actual comic that that I'm printing through Kickstarter, that, that I'm producing through Kickstarter is all in full color with new lettering, uh, tweaked artwork. So this this was, for the longest time, this was my main comic that, that I was working on with Tall Tales, you know, like, you know, a thousand something pages. And I was worried, and this was my hobby, <laughs> if that makes I sense. I like it. Yeah. It's really thick. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think like the complete story arc is 560 pages, but I'm already in like, ha I'm already more than halfway in the second story arc too. And then we have like some, some, uh, some one shots and another side story as well. So this, so Eagle Raven was my hobby comic because of course it's like, like artists, it's like, oh, so what do you do for work? I draw. What do you do for fun? I draw. So that's what <laughs> I was doing. <laughs> so I finally, so with, um, so with the lockdown, I decided to finally get my butt in gear and go, you know what? I've worked a long time, you know, drips and drabs on this series. Uh, let me finally, now that I have all the extra time due to lockdown, let me learn how to recolor the, you know, to, to color digitally comics properly. And let me finally put these things on Kickstarter. And um, so far, the response has been absolutely crazy for me for these books. Um, I just want to thank everybody who's who supported the books. But I mean, I know Sebastian, you <laughs> always supporting my books. So thank you very much. Um, and and yeah, so it's like so I have you know so two types of fantasy adventure that uh, and that 
everyone can can pretty much get into. Although this one is more not necessarily an all ages book, but um, if you can watch Lord of the Rings, this is the type. This series, uh, this series is is good for you. Um, this one, uh, because of the content right now, it's still mild flavored. But by issue seven, everything kind of ramps up, and I have to start putting a mature audiences label on it. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so it's. Um, if you're a fan of The Witcher, I guess, you know, I, I think it's like it's that type of, of content uh, thematically. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's, uh, so yeah, so this is, so, so this would be a little bit for an older crowd than this book. But like I said, it's like, you know, I, I have something for everybody here who, who enjoys this type of, uh, this type of fantasy, so. It's funny. Um, Tone was um, showcasing Helm's Deep, the Battle of Helm's Deep, on his yeah. TV um, a few weeks ago, and I was just like, "Ooh, it looks so pretty on your TV." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did you get the 4K? Oh God, I did. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a worthy investment of time yeah. to get the 4K versions of the of the Hobbit and the and yeah. the trilogy. Yeah, that's what I hear. That 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 4K master it's, is, is spectacular. It's incredible. Yeah. Like. It's a like I know like I you know buying 4K videos and all this other stuff because I don't really buy the 4K U, uh, UHD but I was like for that I'm going to pay the money for it and yeah. I was a happy camper when I got that optimized for my TV and I have a sound bar and oh, you've got so the oh my god it's amazing I love right. it so much I love it's it. like it's it's <laughs> watching yeah when you have a system like that you have to watch Lord of the Rings and you have to watch the first Jurassic Park movie to get no. like the full experience. <laughs> it's so it's so good. It's like one of the it's like one of those things that make you appreciate when they when they do those remasters yeah. onto yeah. higher resolutions. Um, Pong, give the pitch. Come on, let's go, brother. You 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 got you you got that show. Come on, let's go. Let's hear about your show. Well, well, as a matter of fact, I will. It's uh, twitch.tv forward slash sin shop. Uh, every Monday night we do a, a project night where uh, me, uh, Titans, M Elemental, and uh, some other people from the uh, sin shop in Las Vegas. Uh, we uh, do projects and we do them live and you can kind of look over our shoulder and, and yell at us when we screw up the sound as happens frequently. Uh, do you, would you like to know what a sin shop is by chance? Well, absolutely. Why a sin shop is a maker hacker space located in Las Vegas, Nevada uh, that offers you the tools and equipment that you can use to make pretty much whatever you can think of. Ah, That's right. And uh, uh, it's uh, basically uh, just think of it as a gym club with lots of really big tools that you can't fit into your garage. That's okay. about what it is. So you're building Robics. <laughs> uh, so well, as, it's funny that you mentioned that because we actually started hosting uh, robot fights. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, last week uh, there was a team called Jackpot from the last season of BattleBots, and we've had them on the show a bunch of times. And we actually did a live event with them last Friday on that channel. So twitch.tv forward slash sinshop, you can see the whole thing on video demand, or you can wait until this Friday and you can see the first half, and then next Friday you'll see the second half, and you can watch it all in real time. And I'll be uh, I'll be there watching it uh, watching it with everybody. So it's it's it was great. It's the one pound and three pound classes, uh, which is really cool because because people can get involved in it for you know without spending several thousand dollars. It's yeah, it's pretty yeah. legit. Yeah. So yeah, twitch.tv forward slash sinshop or sinshop.org to find out more about the shop. Oh, so it's kind of like like crafting, but like more technologically. Well, no, it's like crafting, but also crafting. Uh, oh. There's people. There's people that sew. There's people that cook. There's oh, there people you go. That, okay. There's 
people that operate a shop bot, people that operate a laser. And sometimes ah. those are the same people. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Yeah. So you if you're ever in the Vegas area, definitely stop by. Huh? Oh, we will. Well, don't worry. We're going to be nerds invading in person. We'll oh, yeah. crap sable I'm first and then we'll go over to the ship. <laughs> we will so do a live show. You let me know. We will definitely do a live event there. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, I want to I want to thank you guys for coming on, sharing your stuff too on Nerds, um, letting people know more who you are because again, you guys are crewing some great stuff out there. Thank Paul, you. we always love having you on. Daphne, yes. you're invited to come back oh, on. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I can come back and talk about stuff that I don't know about. <laughs> Anytime. We you just gave me an idea for an episode. We're gonna talk about villains. That's it. Right. That's yes. it. Sin, what you got? Can I do one more super fast thing? Oh what's yeah. Up? What's up, on? On the uh, at the at the uh, at the conference. I'm going to be doing a panel at your. Yep, uh, that's your, right. Uh, I didn't be on con. Con. Be con. Hey. Do you know who I have? No. I have Doctor Popular, who is going to be with me. Now you you may be you may say to yourself, who in the heck is a Doctor Popular? Well, he's been on the show as well. He's he's uh, he's he's basically your basic Renaissance man, if you will. But he is the reason that you have a yo-yo emoji on your phone. He's okay. 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 Get that on your phone. So, so we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. He's got, he does music. He does, uh, he does, uh, uh, he makes his own games, all kinds of stuff. He's just a really cool dude. Uh, and so we're going to have him on the panel to, to talk about making and, and, you know, all things makery, essentially. Listen, I'm glad you, I'm glad you dropped that bombshell for those who are listening right now. And again, I will bring up that date one more time right here. Yeah. The 28th, the 29th, and Beyond Con virtual show. That's again, right. we have over 30 plus panels. And these are some, and you just heard about one. Pawn just spoiled the panel for you guys. He spoiled his panel for you guys. Um, and, you. And then, yes, through nerds. <laughs> and we thank you for that. Um, right. It's going to be an awesome show. Again, we have a lot of great people who are going to be participating. As you said, you would definitely see Pawn there. He will have um, Dr. Popular there. You're going to be learning about um, the guy who created the yo yo emoji. And definitely, yep. it's going to be a con for creators to come, network, learn get together and celebrate what we love to do creating stuff like what Daphne did right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty... yeah. <laughs> but again, I, I thank you guys for coming on. This has been your host, oh, Sebastian. Thank you. Boy, hello. And your boy tone from across the hall. Stay nerdy. Get ready for Black Widow this Friday, and we will have a double hitter for you next week. Indeed. Nice. And remember, Galactus did it. <laughs> Galactus did it all. Gal- Galactus is Taskmaster. <laughs> it was Galactus all along. 